Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Parent Trap Podcast. In life, there are a lot of traps, and parenting is definitely a big one. My name is Loria, and I am your host. I created this podcast so that minority parents have a space where we can talk about real problems through it some real families. Now, I want you guys to tune in. We will be posting episodes Monday bi-weekly. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Podbean. We're going to have some great topics. We're going to dig deep into our culture and make this trap of parenting a little bit easier to maneuver through. Go ahead and subscribe to our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, 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 welcome to the first episode of the Parent Trap Podcast. And boy, have this has this been a long journey, but it is here. Um, I hope you guys really get something great out of them, what we're going to do on this podcast. But my name is Laria Brent, and um, I'll be your host for this show. I'm just excited. This this podcast came about because I mentor youth. I have been mentoring youth for about eight years and even dealing with um, my own child and people in the family and in, in my community. What I realized is that parenting is the struggle. It's a whole trap. <laughs> and um, during the time where I was struggling with parent parenting, I'm looking all over for different things, um, podcasts, books and stuff just different things that I can read up on or like hear different experiences. And what I've noticed is that not a lot was out there relating to my culture. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, these stories are great, but I kind of come from a big different background. I have different experiences and I need something that is going to um, speak to my upbringing and, you know, every Every ethnic background has different norms. And I need something that's going to speak to the norms of my background. So why not create it? So here we are with the Parent Trap Podcast, which is a podcast geared towards minority parents. And I hope you're listening and you take something great from it and it touches your life. Um, Our first episode is going to be about screen time. Um, And if you don't know what screen time is, I'll define it really quick. It is just any technological device that you can use to stay connected to the world whether it be a video game ipad tablet computer cell phone going on social media doing different things online um, with youtube and creating um, different programs i know they have a lot of stem programs now and coding but screen time in general so today we have an awesome guest with us she is a friend and inspiration to me. She's inspired me a lot on my journey of parenting in so many different ways, which I'll talk about. Um, but without further ado, Miss um, Dominique. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. And Dominique's give a short intro just on your background and who you are. Yes. Um, so my name is Dominique. Um, I am the mother of two phenomenal boys, Lorella and Latrell, 11 and 14. Like Larry said, that's a trap. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, my background flows through um, just working with youth in general and parents. I am or have been a family coordinator, a parent coordinator. Um, I'm the youth leader um, at my church, working with the youth, middle school and high school ages, mentor, mother, um, as I've spent what, what I've said before, and um, nine to five, an educator for NPS, which is Milwaukee Public Schools. And my own um, business that I'm very proud of is Cedar Connections. And again, I'm just serving parents. So the whole bulk of what we do is we cultivate parents that cultivate families. Okay, well, that's good. Um, so today we're going to talk about screen time, like I said, just the use of technology. Um, before we get into it, I want to give you guys some stats on like, screen time this is from the center for disease control it was on their website and it just gave some information about screen time in different age groups so on average kids ages 8 through 10 are on their screen on their devices about six hours a day so that was like a little bit alarming, but it's like, okay, younger kids will watch cartoons and, you know, want to play little games or whatever. So, but six hours seem to be a lot. And I, honestly, I think they're incorporating school day as well. Because sometimes at, at different schools, they try to keep up date with technology. They have Chromebooks and smart boards. So at least an hour a day on that is some type of productivity with math programs and reading programs. So yeah, but six hours a day, students ages eight to 10. Now for ages 11 to 14, it increases to nine hours a day. Yeah, that is a the whole lot. Entire, think about it from the moment you, including commute, because work days be eight hours, sometimes nine. Imagine that, like, the whole time they're using some type of device into technology. That's major influence. And we know whatever you feed the most grows the most. Then the last one, students ages 15 through 18, seven and a half hours a day. A little less than the previous group, but that's still very high. And me just knowing and being around teenagers, I'm sure it's cell phone. I'm sure it's social media. Because that's what most teens are on nowadays. Um, yeah, so it's safe to say that technology is influencing majority of our kids. I remember growing up, I would spend that amount of time outside. Like, we'd wake up, especially in the summertime, we'd wake up, you know, eat whatever else hang out on the porch but we'd literally be outside during those hours and I just think of like the experiences that kids are missing by sitting in front of screens that long and like the socialization that they're missing out on creation of games yeah like a lot of our games we created like we made something out of nothing yeah like there was no I was bored when we were growing up right. like we didn't know what bored was because we created our own fun yeah um, ghetto moment. <laughs> we used to make go-karts. We would pop the wheels off the car. I know Mo if you from Milwaukee and you ain't made the ghetto go-kart growing yes. up in the 90s, you were not living. Sorry. Um, my if, brother. 
or because we didn't have all that money like that. Remember the basketball courts out of the uh, crates? Crates, yes. Come Made a way out of no way for the culture. And now they have double dutch ropes. We had whole um, phone phone cords. cords, yes. And I used to get a whooping because my mom used to be like, "Girl, you had to bring my phone cord back in this house." Yes, and then using my mom's phone yep. cord. And for those of you that don't know, yes, phones had cords. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they had cords. They were long and white, and they went in the walls. If you yes. see an older home or like a home that was that's not that wasn't built like after ninety nine, you'll see the phone jacks. But honestly, the new homes they don't be having they phone jacks. Have, look, I'm looking at no, yeah, you, wait, you got one right there. But <laughs> Why do you do it? Okay, <laughs> but a lot of the newer homes they don't have the phone jacks or like they got to get installed. But yeah, popping the cans off the the wheels off the garbage can to make go karts, the crates for the basketball hoops, double dutch. We made a way out of no way, and we have fun. Five minute crafts where we right. were the crafts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why are we having this conversation? We are having this conversation because how because of the reason the the whole question of how how do kids use technology? And so many parents didn't grow up with it and they are so out of touch with the apps they're using, what these apps do, the dangers, the positives, the negatives, all, all that like parents are like, I don't know how to work this thing a magic. And our kids are on them and we have no clue and they're getting exposed to things that you wouldn't even think that a child at a certain age should be exposed to. So we're going to just, well, I want to talk about just some stuff personally Um, starting out. I would say my my son, I have an 11 year old at the time he was like six or five and some an older relative in the family like a preteen they his friend was over and they were looking on the phone and my son come in my room and close the door he's like mom um i don't want to um say the kid name and bust him out but he's like so-and-so and his friend they looking at stuff on that phone and i'm like what like okay and he was like no mom i saw a girl's chest on that phone i'm like oh my gosh so you know come to find out they were watching porn whatever else was going on and my um i was about to give away who it was <laughs> but this child got heavily into it to where like he was so attached to watching porn that he got in trouble at school um he like had viruses on the computer he had learned then the private browsing fe- feature came out he had was on um someone's phone during the during doing the private b- browsing thing but didn't close out the private browser like mm-hmm. he was addicted and it was just like we had to go through whatever you know men my men was like ain't no wrong with it, he whatever but it's just like this I watched it as a kid. It's not the same stuff you watched, and that doesn't change the fact that this we we have a different standard. Yeah. yeah, like what are your what what are your deficiencies because you was exposed to that so early? Why are you so promiscuous and can't stay faithful in a relationship? Because you were exposed to that early, and we didn't want that for them. So we took necessary precautions, like talked to him about it, got some additional support to where, thank God, eventually he branched off of it. But that was just something, you know, at the time, it's like, okay, they're on the phone, whatever. What they playing, Snake? <laughs> Y'all remember the Nokia Snake right. game? But Angry Birds, no. They was looking at whole Girl, bodies. Yeah. And the stuff nowadays is a lot deeper. Um, and some of the stuff he was looking up was like, it was... Um, 
sexy moms and sons and stuff like that. And it was like this adult and child type thing going on with grown women. And it was just disturbing. Like the fact that that's even out there at the tip of their fingers. Like if your child has a smartphone, they can literally just type the right words in a search engine and it was there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, like, my first experience. Like, whoa, this is a real thing. Like, we need to monitor our kids more. Have you um had any similar experiences with just your, anything alarming with your kids or kids you know um, to do with the Internet or any type of device? Well, my, my own son, my youngest, he's 11 now. Um, but a couple years ago... Um, my oldest, he actually has a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, and my youngest was on his YouTube channel, and he um, loves playing the video games, and so at that time, I wasn't familiar with the, they can play with people yeah. um, as long as they're online, or across the world, or, you know, all yeah. different things like that, so I'm in the grocery store, I get the notification, um, cause I linked my son's account to mine so I can always monitor what he's doing. But my youngest son didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting notifications and like, you know, video up and I'm looking at the video cause it's a live video. Yeah. This boy is cursing with the grown people that he's playing the game with. And I'm looking like, first of all, as a mother, you looking like you don't, you haven't introduced this type of language to your children right. or any of this. And you looking like, I know this ain't my child. <laughs> Y'all, I left out that grocery store so quick. (laughs) (laughs) And he was at my mom's house. Y'all. Mm-mm. I took that video game and everything away from him for, like, a whole month. Um, I think it was longer than a month. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably longer than a month. I think I overdid it. Um, But still, yeah. And even as guarded as I am and careful as Mm -hmm. I am and different things like that, like, they still will find time or make time to do something and so um but at that time it was more of a giving them boundaries and doing different things like that without explaining the dangers and different things to them so that was the start of me being super um open with them having those conversations family meetings and a lot of stuff started happening um even more due to that happening because I was like not my child but like a whole failure as a parent like no yeah, and then, like, the people he was online cursing with. Whole grown individuals. Yeah. And, Whole grown individuals. And that's even, you know, worse. Like, as an adult, I couldn't imagine myself having a conversation with a kid. But, again, that like, to that vulgar language. But, again, they're playing with people all over the world. Everybody has different standards. And it's not like the 80s where your neighbors could whoop your butt and yes. send you home. Nowadays, mm-hmm. don't nobody care. They don't. And it's sad to say that, but we really miss that community aspect when we count that out. So um, another thing is just like these apps that parents don't know what they do. Um, we have, and it's some apps I'm still learning about. Um, that our children are using they're very popular and we don't know the ins and outs and I'll start off with the first app which is Snapchat um, I'll tell you what Snapchat does it's, it's like a kind of like a Instagram kind of thing where you can share photos but there's no timeline once you send the photo to somebody after they view it it's gone and then you have a story where you could post about your day and it stays up for 24 hours 
Now, the dangers of that with you sending something to somebody and they after they view it, it's gone is one, you can't police that. You don't know what your child has sent or what has been sent to them. Mm-hmm. Another recent update to Snapchat is it shows your location. Yes. At the camera, if you just pinch to zoom, it'll show where you are on the map. And I had so many kids that were, you know, I'll, I'll add my mentees on Snapchat, whatever else. I'm not posting anything inappropriate. Plus, I want to see what y'all doing so I can get y'all together. Yes. But um, a lot of them had their location on. And I'll be like, dude, turn this off. Anybody can see where you are. And, um... There's like a, it's like a thing where people have Snapchat parties. Somebody will post their snap code and be like, drop your Snapchat name, um, get more views, get more likes, all that stuff, whatever. And a lot of the kids were just adding everybody under the post, adding this person, adding that person. So with you just adding all these random people because it's a Snapchat party and your location is on, that is dangerous. Especially that is exposing you to child predators, um, getting... Even increasing your risk of getting kidnapped and it's so many girls, teenage girls, even boys coming up missing. And it's like, how is the how are these numbers so high to the point where the police department is not even like, oh, another one? Mm-hmm. Um, I think social media has a huge influence on that and how they manage screen time. So, yeah. And being careful with the location in general. And that's what... All of the apps that we'll discuss with you all today, um, from Facebook to Instagram to Snapchat, that location is so vital. And sometimes it's not just um, within the app itself. Mm -hmm. You'll have to go to your phone and turn off the actual physical location from your settings. Um, And another thing, when you accept, like, you know, when you log in and they have Mm -hmm. like that accept, once we or our, our, our youth, our mentees, our children hit that yes or accept, everything is on and you have to go in that app and turn off the things that you don't want on. Because yeah. they don't even realize what's right. all on if, yeah. they don't, if they're not um, educated on it. Yeah, it'll, and on the iPhone it'll say allow to use your location, stuff like that. Um, and kids, when they download stuff, they just like, yep, yep, yep. They're just hitting yes to everything. And so they don't know that it's using their location. Then another thing um, I've heard about Snapchat, they have premium Snapchat accounts where you can pay to view this Snapchat account because the account has nudity. And it's like, whoa, y'all done move from websites to integrating in the social media apps. And it's like parents got their children on these apps and don't even know. Um, So pay attention to what purchases your child is um, making and what kind of privileges you allow them to do um, when it comes to these apps. So, yeah, Snapchat, I would definitely say for my child, unless I'm there's no reason or unless I'm like confident in who they are. And I know they're educated and they've shown me they're responsible to not get involved in these type of things. I wouldn't allow my child on Snapchat. That's just me personally. It's it's too risky. You can't police it. Um, and it's really just not even necessary. Yeah. Like, you could chat with your friends um, and text message. Exactly. You can send them pictures on Instagram. Like, Snapchat is just unnecessary to me for kids. So, And it's with knowing your child, too. Yeah. Um, 
with my oldest, I would have have a problem with him having Snapchat, um, which he does not. Um, a lot of apps, my sons, I just won't let them get as far as social media. But it's not necessarily that I don't trust my sons. I more don't trust the other people that would have access mm-hmm. to my children yes. once I allow them on them apps. So, again, there's no right or wrong way. It's just knowing your child. Mm-hmm. And a lot with knowing your child is just being super intentional with building those relationships with them. Um, even with having them to feel comfortable enough to share with you because it's so much inappropriate stuff that goes on. If they're sent an inappropriate picture or inappropriate messages, hopefully I pray that my sons would, um, that we have that relationship where they feel comfortable. Like, Mom, I got this inappropriate message or this. Like, Mom, how, what? Versus them don't feel like they can come and talk to me and discuss. And then that leads into something else. And then that leads into something else. Yes. Definitely, I totally agree with all of that. Um, and even like a part of me wanting to do this podcast and in my program, we have this card game we play and we pull out different cards and ask the question. And one of the questions was, why um, are you comfortable talking to your parents? If not, why not? And we got into this whole discussion of why people in the room. It was literally like two out of 15 girls that were like, oh, I talk to my parents about everything. And um, they were saying all their reasons why. No, because of this, because of that. And we'll have an episode later on healthy conversations with your kids. But it was just crazy to me how many of them didn't talk to their parents just about what they were going through or things they were exposed to. And it was like, I'll talk to my big sister. Or I'll talk to a friend or I'll talk to my aunt. And some of them not talking to anybody. But as parents, like Dominique said, we have to take initiative to build relationships with our kids so that they are comfortable. Um, I saw this post on social media that said, I want my children when they get in tough situations, instead of thinking, oh, no, mom's going to kill me. But, oh, no, let me call mom. She'll know what to do. Yes. And since I saw that, it, like, changed something in me. Like, mm-hmm. mom will know what to do. Like, that's right. the relationship I want to keep. And, um, yeah, so we'll I mean, get into that in another episode. Maybe it'll be the oh, next one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, I was done. I was well when you were saying that I think about the fear of reverence like we're believers so yeah um to fear God God is our our earth our heavenly father but a lot of people we like to be scared of him we don't want our children to be scared of us yeah but we do want them to respect us to honor us and build that relationship with us and that's the same fear that God is talking about Mm -hmm. we want us to reverence him honor him and willingly want that relationship with him and so yeah. I feel like parenting is the same. Yeah. So the good. more that I say, like, there's no, um, there's no manual to parenting. There isn't one in the earth. But as we grow in relationship with Christ, like that, how He parents us is our our manual for parenting. Oh, it's a word. Come yes. on, <laughs> that's good. That's good. So yeah, that is good. And sometimes that could be tainted in how you view God. We were just talking yes. about how we think God is just condemning us and chastising us because we always hear this is sinful, this is this. But when really he's like, hey, this is wrong, but here's my grace. Let's just go do it right together. So I think changing that perspective first of you viewing God as just wanting to punish you, um, knowing that through Jesus Christ we have grace. Um, So, yeah. Okay, next app. (laughs) That was good. That was a whole word. (laughs) 
but next app um these are kind of together facebook instagram twitter and i think because they have a lot of the same features mm -hmm. um they can each one of these can be useful my son does have an instagram he he uses on his ipad but it's also on my phone so i see anything that comes and goes and he'd be so uninterested in he just be want to look at the um, fun pages he follow. The stunt pages, the nurse page, the ninja stuff, and post his little experiments. But I be the one like, who is this messaging him? Who is this responding to his story? Which is, I monitor how um, the pages ran. It's like some people, even people in my family, yeah, they follow him, but I don't follow them back. And I'll let them know like, hey, you know, thanks for adding the mighty, but I'm not going to follow you back because I don't want him to see what you Right. post it and honestly he don't want to anyway and they be like oh no that's cool because you, you know they know how they live they know what they posting and like you turning up you you doing whatever right. like well they don't want them to see it anyway but um instagram and twitter are kind of the same way but the the dangers of it that i believe is one you have a lot of access to adults if you're gonna let your child have these i would say monitor who's on their friends list who's messaging them and things like that because um, I've seen situations where older men are in girls' inboxes. Mm -hmm. And it could be like, oh, you look so cute. It can come off innocent. But then they'll take the conversation to something else. And you not even knowing if you don't have that relationship with your child. Um, another thing is the pictures. Anybody can post anything. And sometimes adults forget that. Oh, your little cousin's on your Facebook page and you posting this video that has, you know, mm -hmm. exotic dancers in it or just something you saw that like a child just shouldn't be exposed to until they're ready. Or even if you know about it, I don't think it's healthy for your eyes to continually see something like that. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Those are my things with Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. One for me that I learned, uh, I believe, a couple of years ago, um, that a lot of parents don't know if you're not active on these accounts, are that there's different... So, when you post the pictures and, and the statuses, it goes way beyond that. So, there are different groups as well. You have public groups, you have private groups, and you have secret groups. Mm -hmm. Public groups, anyone can see. Private groups, you can see it, but someone inside of the group has to add you um, to be a part of the group. And then secret groups, you no one can see them unless they are in the group. Mm. So you can, it can be um, Parent Trap 414. If you are not in that group or you don't personally get a reply, I mean a request, you can type it in there and you'll never see it because it'll never show up. Wow. Someone has to intentionally add you in the group yeah. and so stuff like that is nerve-wracking too because i've seen requests from certain groups that are inappropriate to to people and yeah. so i'm like i didn't know that this stuff exists yeah that so, is dangerous yes. and you never know like what is out there um that your child is involved in or who's really behind the screen. Right. That's a danger with those too. Like, yeah, and you got the, oh my gosh, this one is the worst. The Facebook calling feature. I don't like it. I hated it. 
I do not like it. Like, why is that okay? As long as you are a person. So, what that is, is if you have, like, the Messenger app, as long as that person is your friend. They don't even have to be your friend, I don't think. They could be your friend. I think the the prerequisite is either A, be your friend, or B, you message them back. Okay. Because it was somebody I messaged. I responded to something, and it was like, this person now has the ability to call you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I'm like... Well, no. I've had a couple people, and it wasn't um, inappropriate. However, I still didn't like the fact that people that I didn't give my number still right. had access to me. Yeah. And so they don't have your number, but through Facebook and the Messenger, they can call you if they're on your yeah. friend. They can hit the call button, and it pops up. And not only can they call you, they actually have one where you can see each yeah, other. Yeah, it's a video one. I don't know. <laughs> I know the iPhone does it. Android does it as well because yeah. I have Android. And okay. Yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. too much to me. And it's like, if you don't have my number, it's a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, so that is annoying. And I was going to get off Messenger at one point because of it. But I utilize it so much with networking and um, being so active in the community and people wanting to utilize my services. It's more helpful than it's hurtful. And I just like unapologetically hit decline. So, and we're not saying that these apps are just like horrible, bad. There are, they can definitely be used in a positive way. We are just saying based on your child's maturity, um, you knowing your child and just, and I don't care if we feel like we know our children, our children can do completely different stuff when they're out of our sight. So just still as a parent, putting up those boundaries and just being, you know, cautious and even educating ourselves on what's out there and what could happen and what is going on with these yeah. apps because there's the positive part, but then there's a whole lot going on behind the scene that we may or may not be right. aware of. Yes, this is just educate you guys. So the next one um, is TikTok. Mm-hmm. And this one is a little new. A lot of parents don't even know that this app even exists. Like, what's that? Looking at t- is this a timekeeper on oh, my baby being responsible? They got TikTok. No, it used, <laughs> it used to be called Musically. Yeah, music. Yes. Um. So yeah, this app is basically you know sometimes you see the kids singing in the phone with the little effects or doing certain dance routines to a clip of a song. They're using TikTok. Um, and the. I'm still learning TikTok. I'll probably let Dominique elaborate a little bit more. My, one of my concerns was just like um, a girl in my family logged in on my phone on TikTok. Like her mom, if she had the account, whatever. And she stayed logged in and I ended up opening it one day and seeing just like a video of her dancing, which was fine, her dancing. But she had on some very little shorts and the type of moves she was doing kind of exposed a little bit of her private area like I, I don't care you a kid your underwear should not be nowhere online get that out of here so i deleted the video off her page because <laughs> i'm savage like that delete no i don't need your permission <laughs> and um i just talked to her about it and you know i haven't seen anything alarming since then but also even scrolling through some of her friends it's like yeah i know you enjoy dancing um i don't want to over sexualize you but I also don't want to make you a target for someone's lack of self-control. And, um, yeah, you dancing in your dance attire, you whatever else. But it's just be careful when you dip in low and when you whatever that I don't see your private areas. And that was, like, my major concern with that. Um, and it's like when you post something on TikTok, everybody can see it. It yes. doesn't have to be friends. Yes. Yeah. So that was, like, 
a concern. But um, overall, it seems like a lot of the kids have fun on there, just sharing different dance moves. And a lot of I know the dance community is huge right now. So that is some like a positive outlet for them embrace their them to embrace their gift. I would just say monitor um how they're what what they're putting out there and stuff. And like anything that. with Messenger. Because like again, TikTok still has the format where you can send messages mm-hmm. to whoever. So anything where your child can send or receive a message is something to just be like, okay, let me either see what's in these boxes or what's being sent out i have to do a little bit more research i don't know if the messages go away after it's sent or if they stay there but you can send and receive messages on there as well as doing the videos yeah and i think one um and this just is experience one of the girls that i mentor dealt with she's a a little bit heavier and she posted something and somebody made a comment about her body and you know the world can see this and everybody else was chiming in. It was a body shaming co- comment. Um, everybody else was chiming in. And she just made this video. Like, I'm just so tired and all of this. I already f- don't feel comfortable about myself. But I'm trying to embrace it. I just don't care anymore. I'm just going to stop. And, I like, you should never feel like you have to shrink because of something somebody else said. But all of these apps... Your kids are at risk of cyberbullying. Yes. So just monitor like what's being said to them, not in a way to, you know, go start a fight, to turn up, you know, get the squad. We ain't doing all that. Right. But I'm saying a way to counterattack these feelings that are trying to manifest in your child so that you know what's going on with them and teach them like proper self-care. Don't feel bad about removing. I don't care if you are in my class and we're doing a science project together. You're making nasty comments. I'm removing you. Right. And be okay with that. Teach them to be okay with not everybody not being their friend. So, yeah. Another thing, if um, you do know or you feel comfortable allowing your children to um, use the social media apps, just having those conversations of knowing, of making sure that they are aware with what they're posting that it never goes away once they post it yeah. so pictures like we hit delete but even parents if we don't know that i want to yes make it clear that whatever we post online it never goes away it's out there in cyber world <laughs> we think it goes away once we hit the delete um but it does not and that's even on our phones if you take pictures on your phone and you delete those pictures off your phone there is a app called disk driver disk driver if you load that it takes a lot of your so i normally load it and then look at the pictures or re-get the pictures that i wanted that i deleted and really? then um delete it back off my phone but even apps like that if there is a whole disc driver yes no i'm sorry not disc driver disc digger disc digger okay so if you add that on your phone it has to be that phone though so every picture that you ever taken on that phone they all pop up wow so i did mine the other day and it was like eight thousand some pictures that popped up on my phone pictures that i took years ago because i've had this phone for years Wow. And it, they all pop up. So it never is deleted. So that's wow. something to make sure that our babies know that and that we know that as well. Like statuses, pictures, 
that comes back to hunt you in the long run if you're going for this job or look at the one um i'm not big into politics but the one politician that was running for something and something that happened to him when he was 17 came back up now so we just have to be mindful and make sure that we're educating our babies on stuff like that because it never goes away yes that's crazy um i'm gonna look into that app i deleted some stuff on accident i need to retrieve so we talk about the positive but this digger one for the text messages but (laughs) this digger definitely does your repeat yeah yeah so the next app is youtube um we all know about youtube you can get on there and watch videos, tutorials, and YouTube. Like all these apps have their good things, but YouTube has been a blessing to this generation, child. I'm telling you, people on there making millions of dollars doing toy reviews and hair blogs. I, I need to tap in. Where what y'all want to review? University. What y'all want to learn? <laughs> YouTube University. I need y'all to inbox me what y'all want to learn so I can start my YouTube channel. Okay, but. <laughs> People really becoming millionaires off YouTube, and the it's crazy. The whole lady that became a millionaire off of eating. She just eats crab legs. That's it. Smack, ch- lick her fingers. Like, Girl, I eat chicken like that. Let me post. She is a whole bit like, no game. So, so, yeah, as you hear, YouTube can be a blessing. But um, the dangers of it is, I would say, the content in some of the videos. Um, one... Okay, and this was recent. Um, sometimes when you see them, like some another parent told me this. Sometimes you have to really monitor the things that your child is watching. And what she does is have her subscribe to certain channels that she's checked out. And those are the ones that pop up and it's like this parental control thing. But it'll be videos of kids playing with toys. Mm-hmm. But the language they're using and what they're making the toys do do can be inappropriate and it's even adults that are doing that like you playing with barbie all of a sudden barbie and ken taking off their clothes what is going on like why are we trying to over sexualize children granted i'm not saying don't have the sex talk with your kids right but it should be it should be to your standard at your comfort comfort level so you can you can put instill your family values your family beliefs into that child at the age that they're ready. Yes. Um, I was at this youth event and they were saying statistics show that the average person is exposed to the sex by the age of five. And it was normally through an outside source. And how much does that taint their vision of, of sex by learning it through a non-pure form or something like degrading versus you who love your child sitting down talking to your child and, you know, tell them the health concerns, telling them, like, the ins and outs. Like, it's such a difference. And, yeah, I think everybody should have that talk with their kids. It's just a matter of you having the discernment to know what age and what time. Yes. And that should be up on you. YouTube shouldn't decide they want to teach your kid that Barbie and Ken finna hump. Exactly. That should be something you do with your child. Yes. So, yeah. Anything you want to add about YouTube? YouTube has a lot of great um, features, like you said, but yes, just still just being super cautious of the content. Um, Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the last um, two things, I guess, like FaceTime and text message, we'll talk about them together. Um, And y'all pretty much know how text message work and FaceTime work, but I've learned that there is um, 
secret text apps. Yes, there are. Where you can have a whole app on your phone and send text messages that, you know, are not in your regular message and thread. You never know. And your parents will never know. Like, that is tricky. You'll have... I wasn't allowed to date till I was 16. Um, my secret text app was if I hang up, <laughs> if I hang up in your face, that's just me. My mama, mama came home. No, that's real talk. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, yes. Yeah, so I ain't gonna, you know, we snuck and did it. We know what they be on. Um, but it's just like scary knowing that one, your child has access to anybody around the world due to the internet and social media. Two, your child could even be secretly texting these people and you don't know. You don't know it. Yeah. So just being aware, I don't know the names of these apps, but my advice, and I've, I've heard it's a few different ones. Um, my advice to parents would be to look, open every app on the phone. Yes. See what they do. Um, and in a second, we'll talk about different parental controls. But, yeah, that's my alarm with that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay, I guess, um, is there anything you want to add about texting or FaceTime? No, you all, I just picked up my phone just to, I put the secret text app and it came up for our iPhone and Android. So, it tells you a lot of the names. So, even if you... You have time. Hit secret text app for iPhone and Androids. There are too many to name. Yes. So there are a lot. And if you ever, when you look them up, and if you see them any on your children's phone, because I'm gonna go look at my kids' phone today. Child, check that out. <laughs> I have whole teenagers. Well, my 11 year old will be 12 yeah. soon, but yeah. Yeah. So mm, it's too many. Even going through all these apps, a lot of the concerns is predators. Yeah. And that text, that secret text could be a big thing. It's a lot of older men that just like younger girls and won't have time for that. Um, exposure to different things. And we talked about them seeing yes. stuff that's not appropriate. And even cyberbullying with the body shaming and all of that. And you wondering why your child insecure and suicidal. Come to find out they on this website and everybody just saying lord knows what to them and having them feel bad about themselves um, and it happens because at my son's school um one he was in sixth grade last year the girl was talking about committing suicide they were in the snapchat at and they wow. were taunting her and, and you can't even see it you can't see it you know you don't know the who only said way what. she had proof is because she screenshot it wow. if she didn't screenshot it no one would ever and it was their word against hers yeah no one knew what was going on right and then they then in school they can't really discipline stuff that happens outside of school beware of that i've had a lot of parents who are like oh well they were saying this and that and this um on this app to my child the school has no authority over That's that. That's a parent issue again. Like we are responsible yeah. for that. Either not saying that we are to blame, but saying that we do have to take responsibility. Yes. And if it's our children that are doing the taunting and the bullying, like those are real life conversations that we have to sit and have with our children because we don't want them to go to jail. But in the same sense, we don't want them to be taunting and causing harm and, you know, stress and insecurities on another individual like that's just not right yeah it's not okay so okay we have given you different warnings and different ins and outs 
of the apps. Now I want to go into giving you guys tips on how you can monitor it. Um, one, I asked a question on social media, like, what are your concerns about your child and screen time? Um, and a lot of parents gave us some helpful resources. I'll start with one. Um, Megan McRae said, I use an app called Bark to help monitor my daughter's time on her phone. She also has to leave it on the counter at night and only use it for a couple of hours during the day. Um, so I thought that was great, like the Bark app. And people were commenting like, yeah, I've used Bark too. It's super great. Um, I think that's a great tool for you guys to use the Bark app to uh, that allows you to monitor your kids. Anything you want to add that you know of about the Bark app? Cool features um, and things like that. Well, yes. I love it because it monitors. Well, it's not free. It's a small fee. Um, however, it monitors everything from your children's text to something else we don't realize our children's email. A lot of our teenagers have like email accounts, um, their text messages, 24 hour um, social media access. Like it monitors literally everything, everything that they upload and download on their phone. Yeah. So that's great. It's a small fee. However, it's all modern monitoring it i'm talking about the from sexual predators to the cyber bullying like you can have a grasp on what's going on yeah okay the next one candace terrell said the girls have iphones and with family sharing i can control all of the app usage i also block out the time of day where they can have access to apps and screen time in order to use any of the apps outside of the times um I have slotted, they must send a time request to my phone and I can grant or deny it. So I know about that. That's that's free with iPhone. It's family sharing. You just set up it under your iCloud with the family sharing account. And from what it sounds like, we well, we got it for purchases. Um, me and my brother share an account and my nephew is also on it. And we got it for um, him, started using it for him purchasing different things. So both of our phones, a request will come to... If it's something I know that he's trying to do and I know of it, like, oh, I'll just accept it. But if I don't, I'll just leave it for his dad to monitor or um, I'll send him a screenshot like, hey, he's trying to download this. So I think that's great. I didn't know it allows you to block out the phone during certain times. So that's great. So when they're at school, you can block it out. And from what I know of, do some research. But from what I know of, during these blockout times, they can still call mom and dad and stuff like that. So it's not going to limit them from emergency situations it just won't allow them to use the internet and certain stuff during those times so that is great um do you know much about iphone family sharing no, no? okay i'm still on team android <laughs> <laughs> however the bark app is nine dollars per month or 99 for the year okay which is a good investment um when you're Consider, thinking about right. your child safety yes. i mean i spend nine dollars a month um snacks Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, probably spend that a week. No. <laughs> um, the last one, Jessica Buckley said, I use Family Link to monitor my son. I can block apps, set timers, and track his locations. It costs a dollar. I'm not sure if that's a dollar a month, a dollar a week, but the name of that app was Family Link. Um, and Dominique has some more apps that she's going to share that um, you can use to monitor your child on their devices. 
Yes. So I have the top 10 um, parental control apps. And of course, Bark was rated number one, um, the full five stars. Um, number two is, is it Custodio? It's Q-U-S-T-O-D-I-O. Mm-hmm. And that's five stars as well. And then we have Norton that came in as number three. And that's N-O-R-T-O-N. And Norton is basically what you can get it iPhone, your Androids, laptops, computer, um, desk computers or whatnot. And it pretty much does the same thing with the social media um, and all that as oh, well. And good. you can do the same thing as far as you can literally put in and say you don't want them to go on this site. They'll put www.facebook.com and it'll never pop up if you say you don't want them wow. to go on that. So it's pretty cool as well. That's good. You have Web Watcher. Um, we have um, Esser. We have Esset, E-S-E-T. Net Nanny, which sounds pretty dope. The Family Time app. Did you talk about Family Time? I think it was Family Link. Okay, yeah. so we have Family Time. And then we have one called Screen Time. One called Circle, and then um, for the parents that have uh, teens, we have one called Teen Safe. Okay, so those are some good resources, and I'll put some of those links in the show notes. And if you want more information, um, Dominique will share on her page Cedar Connections, which we'll talk about in a moment. And you guys can get a list of all those apps as well as some other great parenting tools, which we'll talk about. But before we get into that, we want to talk about time management. Like, why is it important that you monitor the time of use that your children has on these apps? One, whatever you feed is going to grow. If they're just looking at a screen, consuming everything, um, they're not learning about themselves. You're not learning about them. They, They aren't exploring their talents and being social and communicating and just being active. Um, So I think it's definitely important for them to step away from the screen. We know that it's beneficial. We have a very technology-driven world, but let's not forget we still have things right in front of us that that give us the great experiences, like the whole thing with watching kids play with toys versus actually playing with them yourself. So um, during that time, Dominique, earlier... In the show, you said that you took the game away from your son for a few months. Yes, Lord. What did you do during that time? Because, um, of course, that's probably, like, <coughs> what he did most of the time. So, how did you transition that? Um, so, for him, it felt probably like a curse or, like, a punishment um, in the beginning. Um, but for all of us, it ended up being some of the best years ever um and a lot of the things that we started doing from that time we still do now um at first it was difficult much prayer because I'm like okay father like what do I do with these boys um I was (laughs) full-time at work at that time I was in the nursing field so I'm working at the VA hospital um plus I'm in still in school plus a mom so I'm like okay God like help me like I'm taking this away but what am I going to do So I started doing um, themed Monday movie nights. And Mm -hmm. so every Monday, based on what the movie was that they selected, I would cook dinner and all of our food and our setups would be based around whatever that movie 
um, yeah. was. And we we still have movie nights now. However, they're older now, so they don't. We don't do like all of the food options. We do it here and there, but we still have our Monday movie nights. Um, and we've been doing that for from two thousand eight till now, and it's twenty nineteen. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then on Thursdays we have our thirty minute Thursdays, which would be intentionally intentionally no screen time. So during the week, um, when my boys are in school, they feel like I mean anyway. I don't do TV <laughs> in my home during during the school year during school weeks. We intentionally focus on spending time together, and so that thirty minute Thursday arose from that too. And it was like no TV, no phones, no anything dealing with a screen mm-hmm. um and we either built like volcanoes or we would do karaoke as a family or we would cook together or bake together so any type of activities we would do sumo wrestler put pillows under the big shirts and knock each other out we would i have boys and i'm a, a right. big child at heart as well i'm yeah. talking about like nerf gun fights throughout the house my house is a living quarter, so I don't believe that the living room is off duty. I believe that you are in a house to live, so we live and have our best life. <laughs> and so just scheduling everything, I started scheduling um, what we were having. So they knew, like we have a calendar right now. It's mm-hmm. still up there. Um, they're not home right now. But when they are here every day of the week, they know like what they're going to eat. They know what their choice, like I got so organized when it came to their time. So chores is this, this is what chores look like. This is what dinner looks like for the week. This is what our activities look like for the week. And another big thing was our conversations. I created these jars and one of our jars was um, our family time jar, family conversations. And during dinner time, we would just talk. I mean, I went, I have boys that don't like to talk to me, mm-hmm. but they will share and I I started knowing them like what their strengths was what their weaknesses was what they liked what they didn't like and I would have never had the opportunity to get to know them as much as I grew to know them within these years if I wasn't intentional with that um But then the same thing if that wouldn't have happened. Right. So sometimes we look at things like, oh, my child has done this or I'm a horrible parent or this. But sometimes we're so busy and we're on the go and we're distracted by so many things in life. Our job, we have careers, we're entrepreneurs, you're, you know, you're why we're wives, we're this and that. But we also have to make sure that we stay intentional with being a mom. Yes. Um, because if we don't, like, our children are going to either explore it on their own or never forget that the world is always teaching them something. And mm-hmm. it may not be what we want them to learn Girl. or the way that we want them to Girl. learn. Yes. So that is just, like, inspiring. <laughs> I hope some of you, you know, wrote down some tips, you know, hit the rewind button and, and listen so a little bit. Much on my page. Yes. So. Yep, webpage www.cedarconnections.com as well as I'm on every form of social media, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's not bad. Right. Yeah. um, Facebook is cedarconnections.com. Cedarconnections.com. I'm Cedar Connections on Facebook. Cedar Connections on Instagram. Cedar Connections on YouTube. I'm starting my YouTube channel. Yeah. Two videos right now, but it's parenting tips and just videos of me and my boys. And on Twitter, um, it's Cedar Connects. So not Cedar Connections, but Cedar Connect. Okay. And everything that I've shared from pictures to tips to 
what I do or how you can do it or does this work even from just a group because I also have a group um Cedar Connections where it's just parents and we just share tips this worked this didn't work what's working for you I'm struggling with this I'm having a challenge with this um because that's what it's about yes I believe that there is no manual to parenting you learn as you grow and you grow with the flow yes and we should do it together so in a second we gonna talk like in a little in depth about city connections because Dominique got some great things that I think you guys will utilize but just piggybacking off that time management piece what Dominique doesn't know is during that time she was such an inspiration to me as a mom I used to watch her post all these movie nights and all these activities she was doing and I used to be like oh this looks so fun I want to do it and it is like you got a whole son go do it but um there was a point in time where he was struggling real bad in school and I took away the TV on weekdays and that was just to keep him focused because my child is the type once you get him once you take him there you there like he was going to a school that would come in in the morning hype them up they'd get lit then they calling me oh Amadi won't sit down duh y'all just got lit he ready to stay lit like that was his thing like he can't revert back and we're still learning balance it's five something years later but during that time he'll be like i don't know what i'm gonna do this and that figure it out and he would watch tv on saturday so saturday morning he was hooked to the tv watching arzuka because we didn't have cable i was cheap still is cheap we ain't got it now whatever that part <laughs> don't need it i don't need it so during the week he would be like i'm just gonna make this that arzuka this thing that arzuka did and he got so into it, like just making stuff and creating stuff to where like right now he's Amadi the Inventor. Follow him on Instagram and Facebook. Amadi the Inventor. He inv- he makes toys out of recycled materials. He builds stuff. Oh, and this summer he started a business. He fixed bikes. Some kids in the neighborhood needed their bike fixed. They come knock on the door like, um... Can Amani come fix my bike? And he was just like, came I back. I said, it. you fixed it. He said, yeah, that was easy. They owe me $5, though. And then he like, oh, I'm going to start a business. So he be mm-hmm. fixing bikes, cutting grass. Yeah. Even at his school, it was like a heater that was out or something. And one of the kids was like, Amani fixed stuff. Have him come do it. Girl, he came and fixed the heater. Took it mm-hmm. apart, did something. So... It's like this gift got developed through me taking away screen time and allowing him to be pushed into other things. And now, like, he's 11, year old, 11 years old and be having more spending money than me. See? I'm like, where you get that from? Oh, I was by my dad's house and I cut this person grass or I was here and somebody needed this fix and they gave me two. Like, the boy be hustling. I'm like, oh, okay, go ahead. But um, I'm saying all that not to brag like I'm the best parent ever because you go here if you're listening some issues that I go through parenting, co-parenting, all of that. But this is just to inspire you of a move that I made that was not normal, that was not um, the cultural thing to do that my family would have been like, let that boy watch TV. Um, But me making that move allowed so much more to be brought out in my child. So if you, um, you. yeah, you fearful, yeah, your child going to be the outcast. They'll be the only one that's not on their tablet. But guess what? You're going to, 
they're going to thank you in the long run. You're going to benefit greatly from other things that your kid will explore. So just look at it in general, like from the creator to the writer to anyone that started any type of business. Mm -hmm. As long as we were being busy and being occupied doing something that is not allowing us to think, use our own mind and to explore and use our imagination like we will continue to do those things. Yeah. But the minute those things are taken away from you, I learned how to, I knew that I could write poetry um, when I was in the third grade when I couldn't go outside because that, that was my consequence. I did something I ain't had no business. I couldn't go outside. Boom, I'm sitting in the house thinking I can't do nothing. Pulled out this book and realized that I can make these words sound magnificent yes. when put together. You know, or how they're creative with Legos, like little architects. Like, it's just so many gifts that are stored in them. As parents, we have to let them explore and see that so that we can begin to nurture those. Yes, and they definitely go into survival mode. Um, Another thing I want to add is, like, now he's a little older, so he does um, watch more. But because his foundation was built on being creative when he's on the internet he's watching videos on how to make stuff how to do this the boy know how to start a campfire he know he knows all these random scientific facts and all these how to build stuff and make stuff from going to watch videos about these different things and i just think that's amazing and it's like yeah you started out off without this but now you know who you are and what you're called to do so you're able to use this to benefit your gift so yeah you get in screen time but and this is not me going to tell him watch it i'll just come in what you watching oh i'm trying to um see how to build an igloo because yeah he he made an igloo we had the polar vortex this winter in the house for four days but this boy built an igloo and it was a strong igloo it stayed up for like a week so watching youtube videos but Okay, now for us to get into Cedar Connections. So, Cedar Connections is Dominique's platform. It's her baby. It's her thing. I'm going to let her talk about whatever she um, wants to share with you guys concerning Cedar Connections. And then we're going to ask her some questions and close out the show. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, so, like Luria was saying, like, <laughs> we felt like parenting was the trap. Um, and I... As long as you'll ever know me, I always say, like, there is no manual to parenting. There's no manual to motherhood, to fatherhood. We just learn as we grow, and we grow with the flow. And so um, I noticed over time, like, how the parent trap was birthed was pretty much how Cedar Connections was birthed. Like, father, like, there are so many parents that are going through things, and we are looked at as parents as like we don't know what we're doing or you know this and that but it's like where are the manuals no one's teaching us anything yeah. no one's walking um with us or alongside us um with on our journey with anything and so that's the bulk of cedar connections my goal or vision is cultivating families one connection at a time um and I strive to encourage and do life with parents and create meaningful connections that basically cultivate families. I feel like if the parents are cultivated, what do parents do? They cultivate their children mm-hmm. and in return, the children go out and they are doing the same. And it starts at home. The com- what we see in the community, from the schools, like as parents, we can't blame the school system. We can't blame the 
community we can't blame anyone when it comes to the community we all have to look within ourselves and say okay either we're going to work together to um build to cultivate to grow um and then our children will do the same so that is my heart my heart is parenting my heart um is family as a whole um i came up with some core values that i feel like every family needs and it's just my core values for cedar connections i feel like every child and family in general we need consistency um no matter whether we think so or not like children love routine they love consistency they love knowing like what's coming what's happening and as adults we do too no matter how we look at it sometimes you can't control everything but there's something about knowing like going with the flow um and then my l is love 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 is tied with grace love is tied with mercy love is just tied with like walking there are going to be things like those disappointments or things that your children do that upset you where you feel like oh i did something wrong and it's not you it's not that child we are learning they are learning as they grow as well and so we have to learn to love them through those processes um intentionality we have to be intentional like if there is nothing on this earth that you have to be more intentional with besides building your relationship with christ i believe is parenting like you have to be so yes intentional it's not like a day by day i wake up i'm just going with the flow we we're gonna grow with the flow but mm-hmm. we definitely have to be intentional with that flow and with that growing with our children respect respect is so big we feel like we need respect as parents um but i found that children respect you when you respect them mm-hmm. um and i do not live live in the age of what goes on in my house stays in my house i don't live in mm-hmm. the age of um i'm the adult what i say is what i what goes I have family meetings with my children. I give them the floor to express themselves, to share who they are, because in that, they are finding out who they are. Like, I don't want them to be who I want them to be. I want them to be who they were created to be. And that comes about with respecting them, with them knowing that they are a complete, a whole individual. Um, So that's so important for me. And then fun like every family needs fun after the crying after the struggles after the disappointments after the consequences after whatever goes on like you need to have some days where it's just fun like I don't care if you ain't got no money in your pocket put on a movie pop some popcorn have fun play a board game run around the house play tag like have fun with each other right. not you go outside and play play with them yeah. let your hair down put your hair in a bun run play tag with them yes right? get the crate fun. and play basketball so <laughs> yes that clerk consistency love intentionality respect and fun i believe that that is so important but then and again there is no manual to parenting, right. so your view may be completely different, and that's okay. But, yeah, let's grow together as parents. Okay, so um, I have some questions for you, and I think one, you, you already talked about this one a little bit, but what are personal activities you do to keep your children balanced? 
um, with technology. I know you mentioned the movie nights mm-hmm. already. What else do you guys have in place for that? The movie nights are um, 30-minute Thursdays, which we don't do as much. Um, in this season, our 30-minute Thursdays have turned into we just make sure that we spend time together. I make sure that I take them somewhere at least once a week. So whether we're going to the... Y'all don't... Un- look. Don't forget about the library. When you ain't got no money, mm-hmm. take your children to the library. Saturday, at least in Milwaukee, we're we're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Every Saturday, they have free events for yeah. families at the library. Um, different places. So even just knowing what's going on in your city, money just does not have to be an issue. Or just making sure that you're doing something with them. So just spending time with them. My boys are very active now. My 14-year-old, he plays basketball. He's on one of those AAU basketball teams. So now I'm fitting their schedule into my schedule. Mm -hmm. It's not about what I want to do with them anymore. It's about the things that they love and now me being intentional about being a part of the things that they love. So he loves basketball. So now I'm a basketball mom. I don't even like basketball, but he don't know that. (laughs) I be cheering. They call me the basketball groupie mom. (laughs) I be cheering for my son like crazy. I cheer the other teams on like so my youngest son, he um I have him in baseball because I had to get him away from the video games. Yeah. But I it's just finding time, making time to do what it is that they like. I'm intentional yeah. with school, so when they have school events, being mm-hmm. present there. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, just making time and or involving myself in what they're already doing. Yeah. Um what can parents do who need additional support? I know you mentioned going to the library, but anything else do you have in reference to that? Like for parents who are like, okay, I don't really know what to do. Yes. So I, like I said, you can always um, research what's going on. Like you can put Google like fun things to do in whatever state you live or whatever mm-hmm. city you live. So fun things to do in Chicago fun things to do in St. Louis with the family and those places will come up. They even have, if you can put like free things to do if you're, you don't have a budget or different things like that, but arts and crafts, um, reading books together, puppet shows, um, Play-Doh fun. Like even Pinterest is such, yes. If you have, if you are a mom and you have not heard of Pinterest, please, save it like never forget that name pinterest will help you with everything (laughs) with parenting with being a wife with coming up with if you don't know how to cook recipes fun activity pinterest is the go-to for everything Mm -hmm. so some of the things that i do as far as the activities you don't have to be like this super creative person you can put it on pin just type it in pinterest will give you everything from making play-doh from doing science projects yeah. to whatever you need to find out or you want to do pinterest will give you um the thing for that and so that cooking together scavenger hunts going to the park playing together building stuff together um writing assignments if you some like you can give them something to do i gave them a project where i had them write about their own creation then the next day they had to create it using random materials that i gave them and then the third day they had to try to sell it to me with a with a commercial they had fun and it was learning and fun all in the same time but i was also building that with them and it doesn't always have to be like our idea of fun i know some parents like well they need to learn you can still make it fun too if you 
it's summertime read to them or read with them or have them read to you me and my sons do the same thing even now 14 and 11 I make them read 30 minutes every day Mm -hmm. I remember one time we did story hats so they read their favorite book and then I bought the little white hats with the rim little parts on there (laughs) and they had to draw um what was going on on um in the story on the hats and so it's story hats just Fun thing. That was not my idea. I got it off Pinterest. Pinterest for the win. Okay, the last thing. What services does Cedar Connect have to offer for families that they can benefit from um, surrounding the topic of balancing their screen time and activities with their kids? Um, So we do offer um, coaching, which is one-on-one as well as family coaching. Um, I have something called Cedar Closet. Um, which is a right now it's an online closet and basically it basically is more for mothers so I found myself at one point in time not getting dressed not just like taking care of myself anymore and feeling like everything had to be about my children like I gotta do this I gotta but losing myself in that process Mm -hmm. and I feel like as women we cater to everyone else and sometimes we lose sight of like who we are and we don't have to lose ourselves to be a mom or lose ourselves to be a wife or forget who we are to be this entrepreneur we can be ourselves in all of those hats because we are her first and then we're adding to that yeah so with cedar closet it's more of um building up i call it confidence like we can't but god can mm-hmm. and it's just restoring that so um giving women back or or building out or pulling out that confidence um your true beauty in you um and even doing it in a in a in a inexpensive way, I go through like different ways where you can put together, recreate outfits with what you have or a look that you're going for. So different things in that aspect. Cedar Creations um, is more of opportunities to build and grow. So I create experiences for families to connect. Some together play dates, and then some are opportunities just for moms where we just get to connect. We get together, we connect, we let our hair down. Um, I had spot events for moms where we just get together, we get our feet done. We yeah. just so it's just creating the space for both mm-hmm. parenting and connecting the family as a whole. But then again, sometimes as moms, we just need that time and space for ourselves with other mothers to just connect and just I'm not even talk about our children, right? Just to be, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, okay. And- I love what I do. Oh, my Cedar. Okay, Cedar Echoes of Encouragement. I love Laria. She's like, (laughs) you know when you love what you do? (laughs) You're just like, I just serve. I serve parents. That's it. So it's something else. (laughs) I have jars um, that I created during that time. um, And it was, I believe, eight jars or maybe six seven eight jars that god gave me during that time um one is family time jar so it has three different color sticks one when you have money one you have a little money and it's little planning and one that takes planning um and money and then i have the get along jar which is when your children are not getting along my boys argued all the time and so I have two sticks in there for grace. If they pull those, then they just get grace for that day. But the other sticks in the jar 
are things that they have to do for each other mm-hmm. or for the other person. So if they're arguing with each other and my oldest started the argument, then he'll have to pull a stick and he may have to do his brother chores for that day. Um, so that's the get along jar. I have a date night jar. I'm big on, like I said, the whole family. So that's for you and your spouse. Um, I have the family conversation, family time conversation, which is like the dinner time. Or you can pretty much use that at any time. We just use it at dinner time. Uh, what other one do I have? I'm forgetting. I have six total. My oh. mind is just it's leaving me now. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you touch bases on them. So um, you can check out um, any of Dominique's services on her website, which is www.cedarconnections.com. Yes. Yes. And can you say your social media handles one more time? Yes. So Cedar Connections for Facebook, Cedar Connections for Instagram, and Cedar Connect. So connects with just connect with the S um, for Twitter and then Cedar Connections as well for YouTube. Okay. So and the link to her website and her social media handles will be in the show notes. You guys definitely use her as a resource. Um, I don't know about you, but those jars for those of you who need help and are like, I don't really know what to do. The jars sound like an amazing start and then letting that develop into, you know, whatever it is. Or if you want to start with coaching, I ain't going to force you to start with the jars. I just love the jars. Or but, even <laughs> if you want to just do it on yourself, I also have, um, we talked about screen time and that's what this is yeah. about. So I do have 60 minute interactive screen free kits. Uh-huh. So it focuses just on family time and it's different activities. And so if you like, I'm a mom that I don't, I don't know about Pinterest. I don't know what the plan. I don't know yeah. what. You can just purchase uh, one of those kits, and in within that kit is 60 minutes of activities to do. And some of them come with the um, the things to do, the activities, the instructions, everything. So with those kits, you don't even need to know how to do anything. I've done all it. the work. You just get it. That's dope. See, I, I didn't even know about those kits. She's just a hidden jewel, but... <laughs> Okay, so just some other resources, of course, Cedar Connections. Um, one for those in Milwaukee, MKE Moms Blog. Um, go to their website, follow them on Instagram. They have some great activities. They're always posting free events, and they're just an amazing network in Milwaukee as well. Hope Network for Single Mothers. Um, it's a $5 a year membership, but they send you holiday gift cards. They send you coupons. Sometimes they'll send an email like, hey, we got 10 free brewers tickets, first people to respond you can pick them up and go like it's an amazing network to be a part of um also milwaukee public schools recreation and ps recreation and those in different cities maybe your public school system has a recreation program where they have mommy and me daddy and me um or whole family classes at low cost for low income families but even outside of that the cost is very affordable um for those of you nationwide libraries and your YMCA's and check out the information boards in your library because um, they have different resources as well for whatever in your community. So that wraps up our show. Hopefully um, you guys took a lot from it on screen time, different activities you can use and even different resources that you can tap into to monitor your child to make sure they're safe from predators. They're not being overexposed. Um, and whatever else goes on online that you are shepherding your children and know what is going on in their life. 
thank you for tuning in to our first episode. Um, again, this is the Parent Trap Podcast, and I'm your host, Laria, and I will see you guys in two weeks.